0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. The resources are referred to as virtual power plants by electric utilities, and they can provide power companies with a way to balance supply and demand across the grid. So, what is exactly a virtual power plant? Could be that Ford Lightning in your driveway, could be the solar panels on the top of your house, could be any other microgrid or power source that is not initially provided by the utility, but offers power back to the utility to manage. Taken together, it's an opportunity for the utility to balance supply and demand. And the best part about it is because very often the source of this available power is also a place where power may be consumed it reduces the need to either upgrade or otherwise build new transmission facilities, which right now is a major issue for many, many utilities as they're looking to modernize their grid. They're talking about this brave new world and distributed energy resources, or DERs. We're moving away from a time where utilities as a rule would use major large power plants out somewhere and transmission lines from the plant and all the kinds of substations and management and balancing that would have to go into managing that power. A lot of people don't realize that electric power in the world is a balancing act. It is a constant balancing act of available resources versus uh, current demand. A lot of times they know and can anticipate because (laughs) we are creatures of habit. There are daily routines. You get up in the morning, you put on your coffee, you get ready to go for work. So probably from about six in the morning to about nine in the morning, they know there's going to be a big demand for power. Once people get to work, that tends to lead off and then there blips through the day and then people come home and there's another blip. Weather issues. Uh, will cause a blip. Extreme cold or extreme heat, they'll know that there'll be an increased demand on their grid. What's happening, finally, is that years of consumer investment in alternative resources, alternative investment, which also includes solar and wind power, renewables, are offering the grid An opportunity to have more diverse resources available, which, by the way, strengthens resiliency because you're not dependent on a single power plant. If a single major power plant goes down, you know, thousands, maybe millions of people are out of luck. Under today's world where it's diverse like this and where most automakers from now going forward are building vehicles that are what they call bi-directional. They don't only take a charge, but once they're fully charged, they are energy storage systems that can bring power back into the grid. Imagine this. And I know Ford advertises this, some of the other automakers do too, is a situation where power goes out, plug in your vehicle, provide power to your house. It's an extremely hot day and the utility says, you know, the demand for electricity exceeds our ability to generate it. But you've got to deal with them saying, hey, either my solar panels or my truck or my car, I can kick back from the grid and maybe save some money. Best part about this whole thing is when you talk about balancing things out, and a lot of people have brought this up, oh, the grid, you know, all these cars, we can barely handle the grid now, oh my goodness, you know, it's going to overwhelm the grid. Actually, bi-directional vehicles are probably, and solar panels and all that's probably the best thing ever happened to the grid. Why? Because every single one of those that come online doesn't just charge. It can put power back into the system. And we've talked about, and I, you know, Toyota's got a thing going on with uh and right now. PGE did a thing with BMW i3s eight or nine years ago. This is not news to the utility industry. They know It's just a matter of getting it organized and setting up their systems to manage this on-demand power availability. It's not in their wheelhouse. It's not something they're used to. So this is all new territory for them as they learn and they group it together in what they call a virtual power plant, meaning it's the equivalent of a power plant, but it's many different sources. As a result, it's better, I would argue, that with the right software, it's actually better for everybody because there's no one thing that can go down and take out everybody. Unlike the way that power has been generated and distributed in the United States for the last 100 years. It's time for a change. Give you an example. You may recall maybe about six, seven years ago, Elon Musk made a deal with uh, the province of Southern Australia. They needed power that was more reliable than what they had, he said he would put in a bank of power walls and to capture uh, the power from the renewables to provide stable power in that province. As a result, they're in a position now to be able to serve 50,000 homes with reliable, renewable, predictable electric power. This is the thing that's going on. As people... Go to the next step, not just bi-directional vehicles, but now you've got storage systems in your home. So maybe you've got a vehicle out there, you've got a solar power item or something else is generating power to where some parts of the day you sell power into the grid and other parts of the day when it's cheap, you buy power from the grid. So maybe you sell power to the grid from your truck or your solar panels in the morning you know, uh, from, nine, from six to nine. At night, at maybe one to three in the morning, you buy power to recharge your truck or replenish your storage batteries or however, for pennies. One challenge that there may be as we make this way to virtual power plants is the tariffs and the rates that are regulated by state utility boards with respect to how power is charged and how they rate it. I don't recall right now in my studies any state-level utility board that's grappled with that issue and has come up with a really good answer to compensate uh, those folks who want to sell power into the grid and to give incentive uh, rates uh, or allow the utilities to give incentive rates uh, at those times when power is not demanded, when it'd be a good time to replenish, when it'd be a good time to use it and not stress the grid. We're coming that way. There's algorithms and logarithms and software being, excuse me, being written. This is a thing that's going to happen. It's a thing that is happening. Those utilities that are forward thinking will adopt it first. The others will come around as they need to. But with the number of traditional plants going offline at a rate faster than we can bring on renewables, we definitely got to do something. And the time for that, I believe, is here. And we're only going to see this increase. And at the end of the day, it's a good thing for everybody because now we're not gonna be stuck with paying the rates to replace aging transmission lines and building new power plants, which are expensive and takes years. Imagine that, that you hold the destiny for your energy independence, literally in your driveway and on your roof. And you can actually get paid and cover that investment. Who could have thunk it? We are the Tech Mobility Show. To learn more about the Tech Mobility Show, start by visiting our website. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. The website is a treasure trove of information about me and the show, as well as where to find it on the radio across the country. Keep up with the happenings at the Tech Mobility Show by visiting techmobility.show. That's techmobility.show. You can also drop us a line at talk at techmobility.show. Did you know that Tech Mobility has a YouTube channel? Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Each week, I upload a few short videos of some of the hot topics that I cover during my weekly radio program. I've designed these videos to be informative and entertaining. It's another way to keep up on current mobility and technology news and information. Be sure to watch, like, and subscribe to my channel. That's the Tech Mobility Show on YouTube. Check it out! social media is the place to be these days and we're no exception i'm ken chester of the tech mobility show if you enjoy my program then you will also enjoy my weekly instagram videos from the latest vehicle reviews to timely commentary on a variety of mobility and technology related topics these short features are designed to inform and delight you be sure to watch like and follow us on instagram you can find us by typing the tech mobility show in the search bar